Welcome to So Sorry for Your Loss. This is not your average grief group. I'm Gianna DiMedio. Thanks for joining me as we normalize the conversation around grief with the stories of those who've gone through it, a whole lot of humor, and a pinch of celebrity and entertainment news. Because fun fact, they grieve too. There's more to grief than that godforsaken dove flying over a willow tree on a sympathy card. I know you've seen it and know what I mean. Let's change the way society looks at it. Visit ssfylpodcast.com for more. Hi, welcome back. Solo episode today. I'm going to be covering a few different things. My personal story this week is the five-year anniversary for me with my dad. It has definitely been one of my tougher ones. Um, So I I want to talk that out with you, how I've overcome some of those feelings or just normalizing how tough it can be. Also, I hope you listened to last episode with Rebecca Sofer, the co-founder of Modern Loss. I have a bonus clip for this episode that I want to talk about because it directly ties into what I'm trying to do with the Grief Boutique. I love getting her thoughts on this in terms of like gifting for people that are going through loss. And then I'll give an update on what is going on with the Grief Boutique. So some exciting stuff, some difficult things. It's been quite a task to get this up and running, but I feel so passionate about it. And um, the support from you guys has been incredible. So I am plowing ahead with it. New edition of the newsletter is coming out this week. Make sure you're signing up for that and you're able to get the updates on what's going on here at So Sorry for Your Loss. You can sign up for that by going to the website ssfylpodcast.com and head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review the podcast when you get a second. It helps me know that I'm doing a good job and it also helps the podcast rank so that other people who are grieving can find it too and get the help that they need. So go on over and give the podcast five stars so you can help out a fellow griever. Okay, so my grief. Oh boy. I would like to say that honestly, sometimes I feel guilty doing this podcast because I feel like I'm in such a good place with my grief. Now, that's taken a lot of work, like a lot, a lot of work. And it's always ongoing, right? I'm sure you guys know that too. We are signed up for this for life. Like we never get out of this. Grief doesn't just end. It's not over. Like you are constantly going to deal with this. But I, I really do feel like I got to a good place. I would say like, 355 days of the year. (laughs) I'm good with it. I have happy memories of my dad. I'm comfortable with my relationship with his spirit. Can get past the traumas that I experienced. I have embraced this world that I've been put in. But there are times where that's not the case, of course, right? So then like, If I said 355, that's 10 other days throughout the year where it kind of gets me. You know, one of those we just experienced was his birthday. That was tough. It was it was tough. I look at the date. I see it. And I know it's a day that I should be talking with him. I should be seeing him. And the fact that I'm not weighs heavy on me. But I'm still functioning. And every now and then there's going to be days that are completely random that that pops up. I mean, who knows what it is? I could be at the grocery store and see a father and daughter together. And all of a sudden that uses up one of my days where now I'm not feeling so great and the grief hits me heavy. The other five days are really reserved for the week of his death anniversary. My dad went in the hospital on May 17th for a heart attack and it was a week of hell, five days of hell of 
trying to save his life. To say that that whole experience was traumatic is an understatement. I mean, I really suffered from a lot of PTSD from that, as I'm sure a lot of you listening have. Whether your person passed in a traumatic, sudden way, or whether it was months of cancer care or disease care that you have trauma from, that's something that I think that maybe isn't so understood, I guess is the word I want to use, where people just think, oh, they died and you're sad about that. No, the trauma associated with these experiences can be overwhelming. For me, I had to have exposure therapy to even go back to work because he died at the hospital that I worked at. I couldn't watch shows where hospitals were involved for a very long time. It's definitely something that stays with you. So in terms of like a death anniversary, I have five of them, (laughs) five days that sit with me. And some years are better than others. You know that. The first year is just shit. Like that's, there's no way around that. It's awful. I don't wish that on anybody. And there isn't really much that you can do. I think you just need to get through that. But then the years after can kind of wax and wane in the difficulty. I know I've heard people say that, you know, for some reason year seven was awful, but 11 was great and whatever it is. I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason. I don't even know if it can correlate with what is going on in your life. I just think it's grief and grief, as we know, isn't linear and it's very unexpected. So this year is the five-year anniversary. There's nothing particularly different in my life this year, but there are different things going on in the relationships in my family. And I think that that might be triggering a harder loss. I also don't know if it like this milestone of it being five years, like why is five any different than four? I don't know other than the fact that like we have denominations of fives and that is like considered something big. And I guess just looking back and being like, wow, five years, it's been five years. That's really crazy. So it's hit me pretty hard this week. I also have been doing something on Instagram. I realized that I've never really like sat and told you guys the full story of what happened. And that's because as we're talking about this, it's traumatic for me. It's hard for me to go back. It's taken me years to tell my therapist, tell some of my friends, like just like the day to day, hour by hour, like what the hell went down that week. And a lot of it I forget too. I have either blocked it out from my memory or was just like so in the zone and numb and just in shock that I even forgot it when it was happening. So it can be therapeutic for me to sit down and like talk with Mark about it, talk with my best friend, Brittany, talk with other people that were there and present and like try to get a full picture. So on Instagram this week, I've been detailing it each day. So if you go to my Instagram page at so sorry with Gianna, I put up a highlight reel of each day. And I don't know exactly what prompted me to do that. I just felt like it was time, I guess. It's not that I was trying to hide what happened. I just needed to get comfortable with talking about it. And I think it is so therapeutic to do so that if I could influence one other person to do it, then it would be worth it. And I didn't know how it was going to be received, but I was actually quite surprised with the amount of DMs that I've been getting of people that are saying they've been through something similar or, yeah, they wish people would understand how traumatic the situation was and it wasn't just the death, but everything that was around it 
or people saying, hey, my friend went through this. I never really considered how many other things could have happened. I'm happy that I've I'm doing it. I'm hoping that I can continue doing it because this is as I'm recording it. It's Friday. uh, So there's two more days. And those are the most intense days of the whole journey because obviously we had to let him go. And now that I think about this, I actually remember I did try doing this the first year on the anniversary. I tried writing blogs for each day. And I think I stopped at like the second. (laughs) And I just couldn't get through it. I know that with time, there's growth and, you know, okay, this is five years and be able to sit down and and write that out now. And just as I'm sure in 10 years, maybe I'll be able to think about some of the things differently or it won't hurt so much or there won't be such a visceral reaction that I have to talking about the events that went down on those five days. So that's one way that I'm trying to process it all this time. Yesterday was incredibly tough. Yesterday was Thursday. The day before, I had been really angry about the situation. I felt, you know, the the anger that comes up in grief, like, why am I even dealing with this? Why are we in this situation? Why isn't he here? That angst, that anger. And then it folded into the physical. And by the time I woke up on Thursday, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move, like breathing hurt. The thought of getting up and brushing my teeth was painful. I was like immediately in a deep, depression. And if you've had those phases, you know how frustrating that can be when you're normally a very capable person. And then when all of a sudden, you're not and you can't do your normal everyday things. It's like this cycle of being frustrating, but then it's painful. But then it's it's just, uh, it's a mess. And as much as I wish that I can push through it, sometimes that's my body saying, stop, just stop what you're doing and just rest for a minute. Whether it's like the body needs rest or the brain needs rest. And I try to fight it so hard. I've learned over the years I just can't. And sometimes I just need to give myself that break. Like I will say yesterday, like this was on my to-do list to record this episode. And that was just like impossible. Absolutely. There was no way that I could have done this yesterday. So I gave into it. I did what my body wanted me to do, and I rested. I didn't fully get out of bed until probably about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But by that time, I started feeling a little bit better. I could make decisions without feeling paralyzed. I could do some tasks without feeling paralyzed. I still wasn't myself. I still was very aware that the reason why I was feeling this was because my dad is dead. And that is an insurmountable feeling. I sat with Mark at night and we kind of just cried it out. And that was super helpful. Just having somebody meet me there in the pain and sit with me in it was what I needed. You know, I'm lucky to have a ton of friends that were reaching out throughout the day and doing the same, but like the physical with me crying was really moving and helped me to do the monumental task of showering at night. (laughs) I mean, I hope you're laughing right along with me because you know how, I mean, that's like you might as well ask somebody to climb Mount Everest if you're going to ask them to shower in a state of deep depression. But I did. I showered and I was super proud of myself. And then I looked down and realized I had actually forgotten to shave my entire left leg. (laughs) I I did go back in and fix that. So don't worry, I'm not walking around like a beast with one leg. (laughs) But the shower definitely helped. 10 out of 10, recommend. It made me feel a lot better at night. I got a lot better sleep. And I feel okay today. I mean, I'm here, right? I'm here recording this podcast, which I said felt 
like a task that was not going to be able to happen yesterday. And I feel better. I know that I still have a few more days ahead of me and that what happened yesterday could happen again, but um, I'm ready for it. Okay, thank you for sitting there with me through that. (laughs) Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You've heard me talk about how therapy has been an absolute life changer for me. Like I legit don't know where I'd be without it. So if you're on the hunt for a therapy partner, you need to check out BetterHelp. It offers virtual services, assesses your personalized needs, and matches you with a licensed professional therapist that you can start talking to within 48 hours. And it's even more affordable than traditional counseling. Speaking of affordability, they're allowing me to gift you with 10% off your first month because I love you and I want to see you get the help that you need. You absolutely owe it to yourself to seek the support of a licensed therapist. You probably already do your banking online, read your news online, and do so many other things online. So go ahead and take care of that aching heart. Again, code SSFYL can get you 10% off your first month. They really make it so simple. So go check it out. Betterhelp.com SSFYL. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash SSFYL. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Now I want to bring in the bonus clip that I have from my last episode with Rebecca Sofer. We talked about how difficult and awkward it can be to support somebody with a physical gift that is grieving. We know that there's like nothing that can take away the pain, but we do like to feel supported. And I think especially when you're coming from a situation of you've been through loss before yourself and you just want to make it better for the person going through it. Like I've said before, you would give your left arm for a friend or family member, anybody loved one to not have to go through that pain that you're familiar with. So it becomes this like, almost like fantastical type of task of what can I give them to to take it all away? And we know that's just not possible. There is nothing. Trust me, if I could create it, I would. But Rebecca talks about gifting somebody something that helps them take care of themselves. Here's our conversation on that. You know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with giving somebody something that can help themselves. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't want to help them either. It just means that like, you know, it's you okay to, to go beyond the edible yeah. arrangement. Yeah. Oh my and God. So, okay. That's, that's what I'm a doing. whole other ball That's what I'm doing with my whole store. I mean, okay. So we give edible arrangements. Like there's only so many pineapples and strawberries I can eat. And then we give flowers you mean that die. In the form that are <laughs> whittled into to, to floral format. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's like. It's the thought, right? Like I'm not criticizing anybody that does that because it's the thought. And I'm so glad that you have this thought to want to support this person, but there are so many better ways that you can do it. Exactly. It's and like, that's what I'm no, trying to implement look, in the store. Edible arrangements, probably if they even know who I am, they probably hate me because I talk about them a lot, but it's more like the symbol of them, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, I just am not generally a fan of fruit that's whittled into floral format and has like a random marshmallow that gets really soggy. <laughs> I mean, it's just like not my jam. Um, I'm much more of like a cheese oriented type of woman, mm-hmm. but so like, give me all the cheese and grief. I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, or but, like a um, hoagie tray. <laughs> hoagie, like Lee's, Wawa, Shorty, mm-hmm, Crimpets, mm-hmm. Tasty Rita's, you know, <laughs> give me all the Philly right. things. And right, basically what we're saying, if someone is grieving, please send them a Philly Please take them tray. to South Street, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that 
it, it's just about the symbol. It's like, that is kind of just what is there. It's in the same format as like ham in the Midwest or a casserole. It's just yeah. like a, you know, it's like a Mad Lib for like, this is what you do when somebody mm-hmm. dies. And like, I wanted to expand those offerings so that yes. you could send them an edible arrangement and a book, you yes. know? So that's my hope. I was so happy to hear that from the grief godmother herself because this is exactly what I'm trying to do with this online store. If you missed out on this announcement a couple weeks ago, or I guess a couple months ago at this point, I had announced that I'm on a mission to open an online store for sympathy gifts. And it's going to be a modern, fresh take on this, not just here's a fruit basket, here's a basket of dried nuts, here's, I don't know, some other weird random stuff that's out there. I feel like a lot of it caters to an older generation. And that's fine. Because I mean, listen, if we had it our way, people wouldn't die until they were older. And that's the only generation that would need this stuff. But that's not the case. I lost my dad when I was 27. I'm sure so many of you listening lost a loved one at a much younger age. We need things that are helpful to people in, can I say millennial? Like millennial, Gen Z, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever it is, in these age groups that can be gifted products or self-care items that they can relate to and that is going to help them in their grief and not make them feel like an 80-year-old widow. (laughs) So like Rebecca and I talked about, there are these fill-ins right like she said it's like almost like mad libs like you just like fill in the answer with what the societal answer is for helping somebody through grief so there's sending ham sending a food tray sending flowers edible arrangements I think those are all well and good because it shows support but there's a lot better options for being able to actually help the person or just make the person feel a little bit more like themselves So that's what I'm working on. Like I said in the beginning, it's been a heavy task. I'm very passionate about this. I want to make this work, but I am so not in this industry. It's not what I do. I had to learn a lot about e-commerce, learn about designing a website, learning about wholesalers and buying product and working directly with people. I mean, there have definitely been days where I've looked at myself and said, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) You don't belong here. But I want to make this work. I've been excited with the progress that I've been seeing. The site looks so good. I can't wait for you guys to be able to see it. And with that, I want to just make this new special announcement that I have been talking all along that it's going to be called The Grief Boutique. But there's been a change. I have updated the name. It is now All the Skies, which is in turn a modern grief boutique. So that's going to be more of the description of what it actually is. Now, where did I come up with that name? Okay, I don't know how it started. If somebody used to say this to my dad or if he heard it somewhere and, you know, the unfortunate thing is that I can't really ask him anymore. But when I was little, whenever we would leave each other, whenever he would sign off of a phone call, he would say, who loves you? And I'd say, daddy. And he'd say, how much? And I'd say, oceans. And he'd say, and? And I'd say, all the skies. It was very adorable. And then as I got older, it turned into all the oceans. And then I would say all the skies. Or he would just text me and say ATO. And I'd say ATS. Became something very special between us. Um, Right after he passed, I had actually had a bracelet made 
that says all the oceans and all the skies. So it's very meaningful to me. I felt that it was a meaningful name for a sympathy shop also talking about the skies and heaven and just this, you think about how tumultuous almost the skies can be. They can be dark and gray and stormy, or they can be sunny and bright. My branding has some stars in it. It's coming together really cute. I've got some great products lined up, and I think what I'm most excited about is sharing the clothing line. Pieces of clothing that you yourself can buy and say, hey, like I'm feeling a little griefy, I just wanna wear this, I wanna feel a part of a community that's grieving, or you can gift it to somebody in your life that you know is grieving. So going back to the name change, I will share this story real quick because if you're an entrepreneur or if you ever feel like going down this path, I mean, here's some things you have to know. I went to a trademark lawyer and I was going to try to trademark the grief boutique, but they came back saying it's too descriptive. And they were like, I remember starting the phone call and he said, how married are you to the idea of this name? And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm pretty freaking married. Like we're doing this. And he was like, that's fine. You can move forward with it, but you just can't protect it. And I didn't understand, but he was really good in the way that he explained everything and basically said it's like, naming a yoga studio yoga studio like it's just a descriptive term and you can't trademark that so like I could go forward but I had no protection with it so if somebody tried to copy the idea or do something similar like I couldn't file for any type of infringement because I wasn't protected so I started off the phone call by being like this isn't happening I'm not changing the name what am I supposed to do to being a little bit more comfortable with it and then Almost immediately, the idea, all the skies had come to me. Of course, because I'm a crazy person, I spent like the next two days coming up with 50 other names, none of which I actually liked or that actually fit. So I went back to the very first one, which was all the skies. And that's what we're moving forward with. So you know how I am. I'm such a believer in signs and maybe this was all meant to be and this is what it should be anyway. So I was a little shook up about having to change Grief Boutique, but he's right. It is too descriptive. I mean, it makes sense to even say this is an online shop called All the Skies. It's a modern grief boutique. Totally get it. I had originally told you that I wanted to open in May because I'm emotional and sentimental and I wanted to coincide with the week of my dad's death anniversary, but that's just not going to happen. I had to take that self-imposed pressure off of myself. Uh, A lot of my physical product isn't going to be in until after. The website has been a huge undertaking, but I'm hoping maybe beginning of June before Father's Day, which I know is like super, super soon. (laughs) So stay tuned for updates. Like I said, sign up for the newsletter. That's where everything's coming out. Or if you go to the new URL, which is shopalltheskies.com, you can also still get there by going to griefboutique.com. I have both domains heading there right now. Um, You can sign up and be able to get updates there as well. And of course, I'm going to be putting out information on my social. So follow there at So Sorry with Gianna. I think that's all I have for today. So thanks for being with me on this uh, little hodgepodge of an episode. And again, just a plug for Rebecca's new book, The Modern Lost Handbook. It's really great. Talked about it a lot on the last episode. So if you want to go listen to that, but then also um, go check it out on Amazon. I'll have the link in the show notes for you. And it'll be available on all the skies when that is ready in a few weeks. I hope you're doing okay today, tomorrow, and always with your grief. And I'm always here for you. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Head over to Instagram to follow more at So Sorry with Gianna. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star review. I would love you for it. More to come on this season of So Sorry for Your Loss. 
So stay tuned. <laughs>